Hello and welcome. My name is Jackie Lindahl and this is the Fit Like a Girl podcast. I am a mom, wife, an avid coffee drinker and weightlifter, as well as a personal trainer. And I own my own company called Fit Like a Girl Personal Training. In this podcast, I will help you reach your weight loss and fitness goals with no BS advice, cutting through all the myths and the crap that is out there so that you feel empowered and confident in reaching your goals. Along with fitness and health, I will also talk about many other subjects like mom stuff, life stuff, business, money, and so much more. So grab a coffee or put on your headphones and go for a walk and let's chat. Hello and welcome back to the Fit Like a Girl podcast. My name is Jackie Lindahl. Thank you so much for listening. In today's podcast, I wanted to talk about how do you start your fitness journey, working towards your goals, your weight loss journey, whatever it might be, when you have no idea where to start. How do you start? So starting a fitness journey, whether or not your goal is weight loss or just to get fit, overall health improvements, weight gain, muscle gains, whatever it might be, it can be super daunting especially since in this day and age of the internet, there's so much conflicting information out there. There's so much misinformation out there that it is hard to know where to even start. And the journey itself can just be super overwhelming. If your goal, for example, is weight loss and you have a lot of weight to lose, how do you even start when you just, it's so overwhelming. And I can definitely understand this feeling because I felt the same way when I started my fitness journey. I had no idea where to start. I didn't know what was good, what wasn't good. There's so many things that you feel like you need to change, but you don't know where to start with those changes or you try to change them all at once. And then you find out, oh my God, what have I done? And it's just too much. So I'm going to break down for you some tips and some, I guess you could call it do's and don'ts of how to start your journey when you have no fucking idea where to start. So let's get started. My number one tip, and this is going to be basically the common theme throughout the entirety of this podcast is start slow. The reason why I say start slow is because there's no need to rush the process. Many people make the mistake of doing way too much, way too quickly, and they can't stay consistent. And then they get upset because they're not consistent or they can't stay perfect at whatever it is that they're trying to do. They get overwhelmed and they quit. Or they try to do things way too quickly and they think that I need to rush this process. I have so much weight to lose. I just want to get this over with. Let's rush the process. And they'll do silly things like do a detox or try, you know, fat burning pills or other bullshit things that they might find on the internet just to expedite the process. So in this, I want to say, just take it slow. There's no need to rush this process. You don't have to achieve all of your goals by a certain date. Many people try to put a, I need to lose 30 pounds in how, you know, six weeks by X date, by my daughter's wedding, whatever it might be. Don't rush this process because if you're doing this process right, you're going to be in this lifestyle for the rest of your life. Now, you're not going to be losing weight for the rest of your life, but you're going to be working out, eating mindfully, eating healthy, hopefully for the rest of your life. 
that's the purpose of this journey is to take care of yourself for the rest of your life. So when we try to rush the process, it takes the entirety of the journey out of it and you don't learn anything. You don't learn how to adapt your lifestyle. You don't learn how, what workouts work best for you, what nutrition style works best for you. You don't learn any of it because you're just trying to get to your destination entirely too quickly that it takes the fun out of it, I guess I would say. Takes the learning out of it is how I should say it. Tip number two is don't make too many big changes right away. Instead, make just a few small changes to start. So this really, I want to reference this into mostly nutrition because when a lot of people want to lose weight, they focus on, you know, obviously you want to make some nutrition changes, right? And when they do that, they think I have to overhaul my diet completely. And when I'm referencing diet here, what I am referring to is diet, just meaning foods that you eat habitually on a daily basis. I'm not talking about any particular diet, just talking about diet, referring to the foods that you eat on a daily basis. That's actually the definition of diet. Anyway, so when it comes to your diet and wanting to make changes, whether your goal again is weight loss or just wanting to eat better for your health or whatever it might be, Focus on just a few small things that you can change initially. Going in and overhauling your entire freaking diet and changing everything about the way that you eat might seem like a good idea because maybe it is needed. I don't know. But the problem is, again, if you go back to point number one, if you change too much too soon, too quickly, you're not going to be able to stick to it realistically. If your diet right now is mostly consisted of takeout and fast food and chocolate bars for snacks and you eat chips and whatever you can find in the fridge or the cupboards late at night and you know that your diet generally isn't the best for health, going in and going, you know, vegan or eating nothing but chicken and broccoli and salad all the time isn't going to go well and you're not going to be able to stick to it realistically for forever. Instead, take the approach of make a few small changes. And this could be just changing your lunch to a big salad. Not necessarily changing everything about your day, but changing your lunch to a big salad. You're filling up with lots of veggies, maybe put some protein in there, and it's one small change. Or you could, you know, if you drink pop quite a bit, Something, for example, like switching to a no calorie pop, like a diet pop or a um, low calorie, like uh, vitamin water or something like that, where they have the no calories or switching to water. The reason why I mentioned switching from regular pop to diet pop is because there has been research showing that when people drink pop, just regular pop on a regular basis or soda, if you're listening to this in the United States and you're you call pop soda, um, and you switch to diet, it helps because it gives you that feeling of having the same drink, but at the same time, you're cutting down drastically on calories. Now, obviously, you know, there's a lot of back and forth out there about the effects of diet soda and diet pop and things like that. And like Coke zero and things like that. The research out there doesn't support there being any negative effects on health. There's not. The research out there doesn't support it. However, though, if you don't like diet pop or you prefer not to drink it, then switch to water. 
Again, a small thing that you can change. If you have one or two pops a day and you switch those one or two pops to water or a zero calorie drink, that has a big impact on your calorie intake throughout the day. And not only that, especially if you're switching to water, then you're going to be more hydrated. Okay. You're going to be drinking generally more water than throughout the day, which isn't a bad thing. So some small changes like that. Another thing that you could do is changing your late night snack. If you're a late night snacker, which in all honesty, in my years of being a personal trainer, a lot of people are late night snackers, change your snack. I'm not saying you have to eliminate it completely because that can be really hard for some people, but instead of having chips and ice cream, maybe you could have some air pop popcorn where you're cutting down the calories, but you're still having something crunchy and something like that, uh, that can fill that craving. Or again, if ice cream or sweet is kind of your thing, maybe trying to have a late night snack instead with some like frozen yogurt or yogurt and berries or something like that, where you're still getting the sweetness, but you're not completely eliminating the snack. Again, small changes is what I'm trying to get at to help improve your nutrition, but at the same time, not make you feel so completely overwhelmed that you can't do it. And then the other thing is, is that once you do one or two small changes and you stick to those for anywhere from two to four weeks, then try another small change. So say, for example, you start off, your diet is, you know, it needs a lot of work and you start off with changing your lunch to a salad and swapping your late night chips for air popped popcorn. Then sticking to that for two to four weeks and you're doing great at it, then maybe you can try something else. Try adding more protein to your breakfast so that you feel more full and you're less likely to want to have the office snacks throughout the day. Small changes done over time add up to big results. Number three, start with a realistic exercise routine. And I throw the word realistic in there because for example, if you don't exercise at all right now, like zero exercise at all, don't think that you're going to be jumping into a five day a week, you know, high intensity workout routine and have success with it. Reasons why it's probably not going to be successful is number one, that's going to be really hard to suddenly just fit into your schedule long-term. Scheduling for workouts for a lot of people is really difficult. And it's one of the big reasons why a lot of people struggle with getting to work out in the first place. And the other thing is, is if you are going from zero to a hundred for your workouts, your chance of injury is going to be higher. And if you hurt yourself by doing crazy workouts that you're not used to doing right off the bat, then it's going to set you back even farther in your journey because you're going to get hurt. Then you have to take time to recover and then you have to start all over again. That's hard. Ease yourself into your workouts. Again, back to point number one, take it slow. So if you are starting out with absolutely zero exercise, zero exercise, you're not hitting 2000 steps a day, kind of zero exercise, start small, adding in a walk a day a walk three times a week, a 30, going for a 30 minute walk three times a week, just improving your daily activity with something small like that can make a big difference. If you are starting with no workouts a week and you want to start working out, try adding in one to two 
30 minute strength training sessions a week. Again, it doesn't have to be crazy. You don't even have to do hour long workouts. 30 to 45 minutes is a good workout for a lot of people. So don't think that you have to jump into the gym and be going for crazy one hour, one and a half hour long workouts, 30 to 45 minutes of exercise, starting with, you know, twice a week, if you're starting from zero is awesome. And again, just like with point number two, you can build off of this. Say for example, you're starting from zero exercise and you do two 30 minute walks a week and one strength training session a week. That's going from zero exercise to now you're making a point to move your body three times a week. That's excellent. Then maybe after one or two months, you can add in another strength training session. So now you're doing two 30 minute walks a week and two 30 to 45 minute long strength training sessions. The main thing is again, starting slow to reduce your risk of injury and also get you into the routine. So a lot of what this journey is going to be is just getting yourself into the habits and into the routine. So to do that, it's best to start small and work your way up. One of the best things to remember about exercise is that the point of exercise is not just to burn calories, but it's to move your body, feel good and get yourself stronger. And That is really what you need to focus on when it comes to exercise. And one of the best things that you can do when you are wanting to start either losing weight or just getting moving in general is to focus on increasing your NEAT. So your NEAT is your, is an acronym that stands for non-exercise activity thermogenesis. Your NEAT in layman's terms basically means it's activity that you do throughout the day that's not exercise. So it could be walking, could be gardening, could be taking uh, the stairs when you're at work instead of the elevator. It could be going home and going for, you know, going for a walk every single day. Activity that gets you moving, but isn't necessarily exercise. And they've done there's been research on this and increasing your need is one of the best things that you can do for weight loss. If your goal is weight loss. And the reason why is it's because it puts a focus on just general movement and not necessarily having to be exercise related. So you fit it into your lifestyle a little bit better. So focusing on increasing your need, like I said, could be something as simple as walking, taking the stairs at work, parking in the far back corner of the parking lot. When you go to the grocery store, anything that you could do just to move a little bit more throughout the day. A lot of people now wear Fitbits and they'll set themselves the goal of 10,000 steps. And actually, I don't think that's a bad thing. I, a lot of people, I used to have the opinion that Fitbits and Apple watches and things like that were useless. However, though, I do in general, personally see a lot more good in them than bad in that when you set the goal of wanting to have 10,000 steps or whatever it might be, it reminds you to get moving throughout the day. So I'll see people, they want to reach their 10,000 steps and, you know, midday they haven't really taken any steps and their watch reminds them like, Hey, you should get up and get moving. You should, you've been sitting for a while and they get up and they'll go for a walk around their cubicle or they go for a walk at lunch just so that they can hit those 10,000 steps. It's not actually a bad thing in my opinion. It's actually a really good thing that it helps people get up and moving. So again, if you are starting from zero or minimal exercise, and you're wanting to start exercising, 
the best thing that you can do is set yourself some realistic expectations and start small. And again, you can build off of that. You're not going to go from the couch to a marathon in eight weeks, but you could go from the couch to two 30 minute walks a week to then two 30 minute walks plus one strength training session a week, then two 30 minute walks plus two strength training sessions a week in a matter of eight weeks. And that's completely realistic. So set yourself some realistic exercise goals. Number three is think about what you can add to your diet rather than what you need to take away. Think about starting good habits instead of trying to take away bad habits. And your chances of success will actually go up quite a bit when you keep focusing on adding in things to your diet and into your routine rather than focusing on what you need to take away from your diet or your routine. So if we're just talking about nutrition, for example, if you make your focus on instead of restricting chips and pop and cake, and I need to restrict sugar and cut carbs and all this. Instead, if you switch your focus to, I need to add more vegetables and fruit to my day. This will not only help you eat more nutritious foods. I mean, fruits and vegetables contain fiber, nutrients, minerals, vitamins. They're generally fewer calories than, you know, chips and pops and things like that. And it will shift your focus from, I need to restrict, restrict, restrict to how can I add these foods in instead? And in that example, you're going to be consuming fewer calories because you're going to be filling up on more veggies and fruits. Generally, you'll naturally maybe replace a snack like a sugary granola bar or a chocolate bar with a piece of fruit instead. And it'll help reinforce good habits rather than focus on, I need to take away, take away, take away. Another example would be adding protein to every meal. So instead of focusing on, oh, I need to restrict and change my meals and cut carbs, keep your meal the same, but add more protein. Not only is protein nutritious food that contains amino acids and helps you build and maintain muscle, but it's actually one of the most filling of the macronutrients. And by macronutrients, I mean your carbohydrates, your fats, and your protein. It will help you stay full longer after your meal. So in having protein, especially at dinner and um, especially at breakfast and dinner, you're going to be less wanting to snack throughout the day. So if you have more protein at breakfast, so you focus on adding protein to your breakfast, instead of taking something away, you're going to feel less snacky and less likely to eat the office donuts and things like that before lunch. And same thing. If you eat protein at dinner, you're going to feel more full and more satisfied by the end of your meal and less likely to want to reach into the fridge or the cupboard after supper when you're bored and watching TV. So By adding, focusing on adding things in, you will naturally start to eat less of the, we'll call them unhealthy or less healthy foods because you're going to be adding in foods and things like that, that are generally healthier and will help you achieve your goals and are a little bit more nutrient dense at the same time. And just because of this, you're going to not feel so deprived. Because when we focus on taking foods away and restricting and restricting and restricting, then that's all that we focus on 
is I want those foods because I've taken them away. It's like the whole, you know, you want what you can't have, right? You see your kids playing and one kid goes to play with the toy. The other one wasn't even playing with, but now that kid wants that toy because that's all that he can think about when he see that that toy has been taken away from him. And it's the same thing with us. When we focus on cutting out carbs and cutting out sugar and cut out chocolate and all these types of things, we're going to crave those foods. It's human nature. So instead of focusing on cutting, 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 focus on what can I add to make this meal a little bit better? What can I add to get a little bit more nutrients? What can I add that's maybe less calories, but will help fill me up? And again, when you focus on adding things rather than subtracting and taking away all the time, your chance of success will go up markedly. Number five, create goals based on lifestyle, performance, consistency, rather than aesthetics or a number on the scale. And the reason why I say this is because when you set goals that focus on a lifestyle, a performance related goal. And when I say performance, I mean, some kind of a goal, you want to run a marathon, you want to do a pull up, something like that. That's kind of a performance related goal or a consistency goal. It, It puts the focus on maintaining a lifestyle, maintaining achieving a goal that you have to work towards in the gym rather than just a number on the scale. And I will say this, and I've said this a few times, it's not that weight loss goals are bad. It's not a bad thing to want to lose weight or to have an idea of weight loss. You know, you know that you've gained 50 pounds over the past year and now you're sitting at 200 pounds and you know that a healthier weight is around 150 pounds for you. There's nothing wrong with that. However, though, I don't want you to marry that number because when a lot of people make their weight loss or their health journey all about a number on the scale, that's all that they focus on. And when the scale goes up, because it will go up because it always does, it fluctuates, they get upset, they get angry. And when it goes down, that's only when they're happy. And I've had clients in the past where they have wanted to reach a certain number on the scale. So we worked and they did achieve that number on the scale, but they still weren't happy. And I, that is the reason why I don't want to say the word discouraged, but that's the reason why I want people to instead focus more on consistency goals, lifestyle goals, performance related goals, because you could reach that number on the scale and still not be happy with your results. And it's kind of, uh, it's a really hard lesson for people to learn when they do achieve that weight loss goal. And maybe you've heard of it before. I've seen, you know, many, many people tell me that they've lost a certain weight. And you've probably seen videos about this on the internet. They've lost a certain amount of pounds, but they still weren't happy. They still weren't happy because they thought that when they achieved that certain goal, that weight loss goal, that like all their dreams would come true. It's the same thing with money. A lot of people think the same thing with money. If I just make X amount of dollars, all my problems will go away and I'll be completely happy. And that's not what happens. They've reached that goal and they've either had to work and give up their entire life to reach that goal, or they've reached that goal and they realize, wow, money really wasn't going to solve all my problems. 
Same thing with weight loss. So that's why I like the idea of instead, let's set some lifestyle, some consistency goals, a performance related goal, something like that to keep you going. Because if the weight loss isn't necessarily coming as fast as you want, it gets discouraging after a while. Whereas if you along with your weight loss goal, set a goal of wanting to hit a pull-up. You want to deadlift your own body weight. You want to deadlift your husband's weight, whatever it might be. That keeps you going. It gives you something to be excited about. And also that goal of when you hit that goal and you know that you've worked so hard for it and you know how much strength you've gained, the confidence boost that will come with that is unlike any other. You're making lifestyle or consistency goals. Like I said, it just, it puts the focus on longevity and long-term and it pushes you to keep coming back for more. And it's the same thing with performance goals. They require practice. So practicing a pull-up, practicing your deadlift, whatever it might be. So some more examples could be wanting to do, you know, 30 days of doing three workouts a week. That is a realistic consistency goal that you can hit. And I would rather you make that goal than I want to lose 10 pounds in a month, right? So hitting three workouts a week for an entire month, that is a very realistic goal. Wanting to increase your deadlift by let's say 10 pounds in a month, that's a realistic goal. You want to do a, run a marathon this year something to work towards. You want to achieve your first pull up. So then these types of goals give you a plan. When you are setting yourself goals for your journey, set yourself some performance goals, some lifestyle goals, some consistency goals, along with a weight loss goal, if that is what you want to do. Number six, focus on consistency rather than being perfect. And I have talked about this many times and I will beat this consistency drum until I am blue in the face because so many people need to understand you don't need to be perfect to be successful in your journey. You don't. And you got to stop thinking that way. I hear it all the time. All I swear to God, probably at least every other phone call that I have with a potential new client. So one in two, one in two new clients, like potential clients that I talk to say I'm either on or off. There is no in between. I'm either a hundred percent on my plan or I am a hundred percent. Fuck that plan. I am off that plan. And it is not a good attitude to have. And it leads to failure. It does because you're going to fuck up on your journey. You're going to make mistakes. You're going to fall off track. You're going to eat enough pizza and KFC to sustain a small village. And that's okay. It's okay because what matters most is your consistency towards your goals, not being fucking perfect. And I talked all about this. This was one, I already did a podcast on consistency and why you need to focus on being consistent over being perfect. But I'm telling you, if you're starting your journey and you have nowhere to go, you have no idea where to start and you're worried about being perfect. I'm going to tell you right now, don't worry about being perfect and instead worry on continually showing up for yourself and trying your best because that is what's going to make you successful in the long term, not being fucking perfect. There's no such thing as perfect. No personal trainer out there is perfect. Nobody is. 
just focus on being as consistent as you possibly can. When you get off track, all you have to do is get back on. It's as simple as that. Number seven, and this is my last tip, is enlist help if you need it. So getting help could be hiring a coach, getting a friend, a workout buddy, somebody that can help you in your journey. If you have no idea where to start and and even with these other tips that I gave you and you're still like, I have no idea what to do, get help. Get help. It is honestly, if you decide to hire a coach or a trainer, make sure that they're a good fit for you and it'll be one of the best investments that you ever make. Even if you don't do it for forever, just enough to learn what to do, it'll be a worthwhile investment because you will have somebody to tell you, here's your plan. This is what you need to do to achieve your goals and help just streamline things a little bit for you. And not only that, a good coach or a friend who knows what they're doing or just an accountability buddy will help keep you on track and keep you accountable. The more people that you have supporting you and on your team, the greater chances that you're going to have of success. So if you aren't sure where to start and you're like, I have no idea what to do. I don't even know what workouts to do. I don't even know where to work out. Try enlisting a friend or a coach to help you along the way. And they can give you the plan and how to do it and what to do it. Make sure that you're doing it safely and properly. Be one of the best investments that you can make. I'm going to be totally honest with you. Those are my tips. Just a few tips for your journey. Honestly, I could ramble on for hours, but who really wants to listen to that? (laughs) The main takeaways from this are just don't rush the process and don't overwhelm yourself. You don't need to change everything overnight. You don't need to go from zero to six hit workouts a week in the gym, joining a CrossFit gym, whatever it is. You don't need to go crazy. You don't need to cut out carbs. You don't need to do a detox or anything like that. All you need to do is just think of what are a few small changes that I can make? What's some ways I can increase my daily activity? And what's an exercise that I can realistically stick to and do a couple times a week to start? You can continue making changes and learn through trial and error as you go. Because a lot of a journey is just learning what works for you. Not one single plan works for every single person. You have to find the approach that works best for you. And I can't tell you exactly what that approach might be because everybody's a little bit different. But if you start with just a few small changes, realistic things that you can stick to, and then go from there, you'll have greater success than trying to be a hundred percent perfect and going balls to the walls all in. I guess the last important message is also don't give up. This will be a hard journey, whether your journey is weight loss or just fitness related, wanting to increase your overall fitness or improve your health or weight gain even it's a difficult journey. It's not easy. It's not, I'm not going to lie to you, but the things that you have to do are quite simple. Exercising a few times a week, making some adjustments to your diet. Don't overthink these things. They are simple. However, though, it doesn't make it easy. And just because it's not easy, doesn't mean that's not going to be worth it. It's a hundred percent going to be worth it. 
putting in this time and investing in you and your health and what you need to do to take care of yourself is going to be the best investment of your life. However, though, it means that you can't give up. It's going to be frustrating. You're going to get discouraged at times. There's going to be shit's going to hit the fan in your life. Holy crap. Shit is going to hit the fan. And you're going to be like, I can't do workouts. I can't eat properly because this and this and this is all going on. I'm too busy and all these things. Just don't give up. Do what you can because shit's always going to be hitting the fan in life. And it's always, there's always going to be something to throw you off track, no matter what it is, but just stay on course the best that you can and keep pulling yourself back to center. You are going to fall off track. I'm going to tell you that also right now. You are going to fall off track. You're going to have, there's going to be birthdays and celebrations and holidays and vacations and all of these things that are going to throw you off track. And that's hundred percent fine. I want you to enjoy those things. And when those things happen and you feel like you've fallen off track, all you have to do very simply is just get back on track. Again, not easy. It's not easy. But the concept is simple. You don't have to do anything crazy. You don't have to, you know, come back from vacation and do a fucking detox. Please, for love of God, don't come back from vacation and do a fucking detox. Drink some water and eat some veggies and you'll be fine. I promise. But just getting back on track, that's all that you have to do. So that is my podcast for today. I hope that you had a few takeaways from it. Uh, Thank you so much for listening. If you liked this podcast, listening to what you just heard, uh, please feel free to share on social media. You can feel free to tag me in it. If you follow me on social media, if you also like what I'm doing on the podcast here and you've been enjoying all of my podcast episodes so far, please feel free to leave a five-star written review. They really help increase my visibility so that more people can listen and I get to help more people just like you. You can find me on social media. My Instagram handle will be in the show notes. It is Jackie, J-A-C-K-I-E dot fit like a girl, all one word. It's also my same handle for TikTok if you want to find me on TikTok. But pretty much if you find my Instagram, you can find all my other social media. If you have questions about my online training programming and inquiries, you can do so um, go to my website and find all of the information there. And also you can contact me through my website. It is www.fitlikeagirl, all one word, .ca. And lastly, I just want to say thank you so much for listening. I hope that you enjoyed today's podcast. And until next time, take care, fam. <laughs>